What is up, everyone? It is your host, Aaron Karanos, once again, with the main man, Christian Jersey. How you doing, bro? Good, buddy. How you doing? Doing good. Just enjoying my, you know, beautiful day outside today, so, you know, just enjoy Lovely. it. It was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. You know, I got outside. I was, like, at, I was at Mason, and, you know, it was really nice outside, so I tried to enjoy it. Catch a tan? Or? Not really. It was, <laughs> I couldn't catch a tan this weather, but we're back with one of our original, the first ever special guests, with my dad, David Karanis. How you doing, Dad? Pretty good. Thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward to discussing this game, so thank you for inviting me. He came back again. He was like, I want to do this again. Yes. Because he, he really enjoyed it the first time, so... It was tough getting him down here, though. Uh, <laughs> such, a, such a long drive. <laughs> such a long drive. He was, like, struggling to go down. I have to go through two steps. Two stairs, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. So. <laughs> he was like, but that's fine. Yeah, he was like, question and come do it again with us. He was like, do I have to do this again with him <laughs> again? But hey, we, we got him. Thankfully, we got him back on the podcast, so it's a pleasure. And let's just cut to the chase. Let's dive into these games, shall yes, we? Sir. Let's, let's go. It. First is the Premier League. There were some good games that happened. Um, first was Manchester City versus Wolves. Manchester City. Winning for one over Wolves. Um, to be honest, it just feels like Man City's just dominant. They just they look dominant this game. It was Wolves had a couple chances here and there, but from like the highlights and the game that you that when you see the game, Man City just completely dominated this game for me. All right. Yeah, and the uh, majority of the goals came you know late in the game, but uh, I believe it was Laporte. He actually scored a. Uh, one early on, but they caught it off for offsides, and then after that, um, just kind of went downhill from Wolves. You know, they got dominated possession, didn't really create any chance at all. Um, they just wanted to sit back, and it didn't look too convincing. Second half, they tried high pressing, but they wouldn't fully commit. So that's how Man City found the gaps, and with their talent, you know, you can't give them much space. <laughs> yeah, you can't give them you know ample amount of space. Um, I have a question for you know my dad real quick. You know. Obviously, we know how Wolves are because Wolves have always been in the top half of the table. Right. So, like, how have you seen this team progress? Because currently they're in, what, 14th, 15th place in the Prem? So, I want your opinion on, like, how they played this game and how their impact can be in the future for the in the Premier League. Well, um, I think overall, um, just by watching them against Manchester City, uh, I was talking to Christian as well, it's like, they were not 100% committed. And when you play a, a, a team like Manchester City, I mean, you've seen from the previous years, the only teams that have given them problems are teams that give them, that put high pressure like Liverpool used to do. And you have to be 100% committed to do that. And a few times we saw their players were like uh, halfway, they would just, they would put a little pressure. And as soon as they do, the Manchester City would move the ball. They're like, oh, no, no, park the bus. Let's go back. I'm like, they were not really 100% committed. And um, I think of a team like Manchester City, you have to just take a chance. I mean, either you're going to take a chance parking the bus or you're going to take a chance being forward. And I believe, you know, you don't have any, nobody's giving you a chance. So might as well just go for it. I mean, especially when they were losing one nothing. I'm like, yeah. what's the point? I mean, one nothing, 10 nothing, you, you know, it's the same thing. So I just believe on that. And I think we need to, you know, they should have done that. And I think that was a coach decision, which, like I said, I just think uh, you have to take a chance. You know, nobody's giving you a, a not even one percent chance of winning. So you know, hey, especially when you tie them, I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, maybe we can uh, do something here. But I think you awoke 
that thing they woke up the monster in Manchester City said oh oh we need, <laughs> we, need to, we need to get this guy like, oh no we don't want to lose like, uh, no, the, no. the streak because <laughs> apparently didn't they lose to Manchester Did, wasn't Wolf the last team to beat them after, I believe after? so yeah yeah and so I, I, believe, I think when, I believe, we, when we was 1-1 one, one, we were scared I'm like, yeah. I was like what I'm like it can't be but then I think they just got they put it to another gear and it was the end of that it was game over yeah yeah I think Wolves is the last team to beat Manchester City at home Wow. I believe because wow. I remember last time um, Adama Traore scored on that breakaway against Ederson. I think it was two nothing. Right? It was two. I think it was two two nil two nothing. Yeah, I'm two one or two nil yeah. something like that. But we yeah, just know they lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they definitely lost. <laughs> yeah, they lost. I don't know what's been going on with them this season. Um, I was expecting Adama Traore and um, yeah. them to be, play better, but I don't know what's going on with them. Honestly, I think what. What really was the downfall of of Wolves this season was when Jimenez got hurt when he got when he was in that head collision with David Luiz when they played at Arsenal, and you know that was the guy that was putting up all the numbers and scoring the goals for him. So I think when that happened, you know they went out and tried to replace him in the meantime with like William Jose, who they got from Sociedad. But it's not the same. Traore and, and Jimenez's partnership was incredible or is incredible, and then obviously losing Jota and not really replacing him. Um, no, those are also numbers and key players that that you want on your side. And I think that's what majorly has been affecting Wolves this season. Um, but yeah, I feel like they just lack creativity too. Like, yeah, they got Jamutinho and some good players technically, but there's nothing special about them. You know, um, they picked up Semedo, who's a good right back or decent right back, and yeah, like I just don't see this team clicking. And there's like no, there's no, I don't know, splat. There's no. Pizzazz, yeah. <laughs> Is that splat? No, <laughs> no, not wolves, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know, just just a boring team to watch. Honestly, I just don't think they're yeah. they're really good enough because they were decent in the last couple of years. They're just like a mid table team, bottom half table team. I think that's the, that's what I see with a lot of these teams that they the coaching. I mean, it's just like it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what is their objective. I mean, are they trying to just survive right. or are they trying to go to the next level or something i mean i think it's like i don't know if it's, it comes from the top obviously maybe they just say you know what we're happy with the between the 15 all the way to maybe eight and let's just stay there and we're right. happy with that just if we happen safe. to if we happen to get a little further and make it to one of the like the european or whatever tournaments then perfect but they seem to be happy with that and i'm just like I mean, what what is the reason why you're playing in this in this league? I mean, you have to have an objective, and I just don't see that. Um, you know, maybe just I don't know if it's like I said, it's, it has to come from top. Because if you don't, I mean, you made some changes. You gotta take risk. I mean, you're like, especially when you're playing again against a team that is doesn't give you know Manchester City, right? Everybody's talking. They're the greatest and greatest, whatever. So yeah. when you don't have a chance, it's like. You have to take some risk. I mean, you cannot be like, oh, okay, don't kill me. Just I'm going to play part of the boss. I'm like, come on. You got it. I mean, I don't know. I think you just, I, I, I just think you have to take some risks. And if you don't, you, no rewards. You know, it's like in life. If you don't take any risks, you know, there's no chance you're going to do anything. So, right. and I think that's what, if I was their coach, I would be this and forget it. We're going to go attack. We've seen that they have had some issues sometimes. I mean, obviously they're playing really well now, but before, 
you know, when you have put pressure, and like I said, we are going to put pressure, and we're going to take play men to men on the back, and let's just take some red chances, mm-hmm. and let's see what happens. Yeah, because they also have some pace on on that wall side as well. You yeah, know? I mean, they do have some ideas, but you can tell when they had the ball, they're like they didn't know what yeah. to do with it. Just like, uh, 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 okay, pass it around, and then boom. I'm like, dude, just on it. You're a professional. You should know how to pass the ball, and you know the same thing that Manchester City does to you. You should do, re- return it because. When you had the ball, when when the Wolves had the ball, Manchester City put pressure and they're like, uh, maybe five or six passes and they're like, oh, oh we lost it. I'm right. like, dude, you, I mean, if they do it to you, you should be able to do it to them. Right. But oh, that's, yeah, that's but, all I can yeah, say about that. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> on that. To be honest, Wolves, they had, I mean, they had well, one good chance, which they capitalized on. But <laughs> yeah, the only they, chance they, the had, only chance yeah. they have, they <laughs> scored off of, which was off a free kick so but manchester city extends their unbeaten streak to 20 is it 28 now uh 21 21 21 unbeaten but 28 um like undefeated so 21 straight wins but 28 undefeated which is quite crazy it's like wins and draws they have 28 so they, haven't crazy. Lost, so they haven't lost, you know, in 28, right? but they, they've won straight. 21 straight, which <laughs> yes, is insane. Numbers. I think they broke their own record, right? Yeah, yeah. They had the record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pepe had his own record, and then he ended up beating that as well. So. Which is absolutely, absolute, absolute genius. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. just, felt, proves, just proves he's the best manager. Right. And yeah. I felt bad for the, the poor kid that was subbed in during oh the second half. Oh, my God. Um, or the Saudi we Poor guy. Is he American? I think he was... They said he was American. <laughs> yeah. from, the, from New York. Yeah, so I was like, like the, oh the young God. American. The first, touch, him up. the first touch he does, he tries to dribble the player. I don't know what the hell you think. I don't know what he was thinking. Right. But I'm like, you <laughs> tried to dribble from inside your own 18. Oh, yeah, let me dribble this guy. Loses the ball, falls on his face. Right. The boom, boom, two touches, boom, goal. Right. And then another, and then the next, a few seconds later, or a few minutes later, boom, another goal. I'm like, right. oh, my God. It was just like. The worst day of his life. I'm sure he was not, you know, not very happy, and I'm sure he's yeah, he, not going to forget it. I'm sure his manager, he might not play much. Right. That. Was like, how was the game against Man City? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> First game against Man City was yeah. tragic, but yeah, Man City, Man City, just proving they're the best team in the world. They're just proving they're the best team in Europe. Yeah, and it wasn't just a bad game for him. Uh, what's his name? Then then Dunker, Dunker, yeah. Yeah, poor guy had the uh, own goal. Had the own goal. <laughs> yep. You know, but him still was there. I'm sure he would have scored it as well. But he had that one, and then on Gabriel Jesus' uh, um, first goal, I think he uh, he like turned and hit it, and it came off of him, and it went in. I was like, oh, yeah. guys, probably just like I'm done with this game you now. Just send me home. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was it was just not a best day for Wolves, right. and probably not a good season for them just in general. But we move on. Um, we're gonna talk about Leicester City and Manchester United both tying mm-hmm. during the week. Um, just proves, you know, but we'll talk about Leicester first. Um, really unimpressive from Leicester, tying 1-1 to Burnley. In my opinion, they looked like they were being dominated the entire yeah. game. It was just crazy because Burnley was, they had so many chances against Leicester. It was just crazy. And I was like, Leicester didn't look like they were a top, th- you know, top three team. Right. You know, they're in third right now and they didn't look like that this game. Yeah. And I think that's the issue too with some of the, uh, I mean, I don't want to give them like an excuse or anything like that, but obviously they have Barnes out and James Madison, which are, you know, really, really uh, important players for them. Some some that, you know, can link up with Vardy and, and score some goals themselves, and I feel like that's what they're missing. Um, and you can see that Tielemans, you know, is, is struggling as well. But, uh, but yeah, overall, both games were, were pretty bad. Leicester, yeah, if, Le- if Leicester didn't have Kasper Schmeichel, 
yeah, they easily could have lost this game to a Burnley that's what? 15? Oh, yeah, almost. I think they're 14, 15, same as Wolves yeah, in their area. Almost, you know. Wow. And that's the difference too. You know, you got a team that's uh, 14, or say like the same thing in the same area as Wolves, playing against the top and then playing against the team that's third. Just complete dominance from Man City. So much better than, than Leicester and Man United and all those other teams. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, pretty unper. Uh, um, unconvincing from from Leicester, and yeah, Burnley even hit the post in the second half too, and they they could have put like two or three goals away. You know, they could Burnley could have won off comfortably off of like a three one four one win, but um, I'm sure for them they don't really care. They're like uh, point. a point against <laughs> one, one of the top four teams is good enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure right. when they looked at the, they looked at their schedule, they'd be like, okay, this one if we can get a tie, it's a win for right. us, and I, I think they were happy with that. So. Yeah, and then the United game, that was just so lackluster. Um, United, they just, they look tired. That's my opinion. Like, a lot of the commentators were saying, United looks tired. Bruno Fernandes is playing the way he usually does. And I think he's just getting, my opinion, I want to get your opinion on, like, how he's looking. Because he's looking tired, in my opinion. Yeah, he looks exhausted. He's played, I think, um, I forget what I was listening to or reading. He's played 41 out of the 42 games that Man City, uh, excuse me, Man United has played this year. Wow. And it's March, bro. Like, you need to manage his his playing time better, you know? That's, you're, that is, he's, you know, that's your most influential guy. And, and that's the issue with, like, him and Rashford, too. It's like, we've, we've been talking about this, you know? When those guys aren't on their game, mm-hmm. Man United has nothing to offer. Right. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, on, on, a, on a day like today when... Who do they play again? I'm sorry. Uh, they played Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, they got some speed up top, like Benteke and some other players, Townsend. But you know, you should. This is a game that they should be be uh, catching points. You know. Yeah, I agree on that. Dad, I want to get your opinion on this. Yep. How, as a manager, mm-hmm. would you sort of manage your minutes with your top player? Because he just said Bruno Fernandez has played one of their best players. You know, Bruno Fernandez. Um, he played 41 games at 41 out of 42 games how would you and a manager would alter that in order to keep him fit and you know they're still in Europa League so you have to manage that well um, as you can see they they beat um, Sev- um, was it Real Sociedad and for nothing yeah then you come home and you tie 0-0 and did he play I'm not a, he, I didn't, did he play he played in the second half he got, yeah, he got, he got some I mean I mean I don't think there's no need to play him it's 0-0 What's the point of playing him? I mean, that's that's the time which listen. I don't care. I mean, unless it's something on his contract that he needs to play. Right. But if it's not, then you look. We don't need you. We need you for the long haul to stay in the top four. That's the more priority. So this game is already won four nothing. It's the second half. We still zero zero. Then I'm gonna score four on you. So right. hey, rest them and then and also when when they won like um I think they beat nine nothing to they beat somebody oh, Southampton yeah I mean and then why does he still playing you need listen it's four or five nothing okay I mean it's like messy right sometimes I guess it's maybe it's on his right. contract he needs to play a certain amount or something but if there's nothing on your contract or something like that then hey take him out and rest him those are the times the manager needs to say hey listen I don't care who you are you are, I know you're my best player I need to I need you for the long haul right so listen. If it's 10, 15 minutes here, take you out, the game is already won, or the game is already lost, there's no need to go kill yourself, right? Right. So that's that's where I would manage that. I would put, like somebody would say, okay, if we're winning, and it's the seventh, 70th minute or 80th minute, boom, take him out. Right. You know, the last 10 minutes, or 10, 15 minutes. So, so in my opinion, would you have taken him out this game, knowing that 
you have the Manchester Derby this weekend. Do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should have taken them out earlier and not play the whole game? I would have at least played them the first half, and then after that, I would take them the second half. Yeah, I think if we if you if you cannot beat Crystal Palace in the first half, then you say you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna win. So or don't play them on the first half and play them the last half. Right, but, but don't play the whole game. Either you say listen. We're gonna rest, see how they play. I probably would have played them in the second half better, because the first half, you know, at least you can, you know, it's hard to see what the other team is gonna do. But I think in the second half you can see, okay, hey, look, they're playing like this. I think our player could help us. So then that's when you could put him in. Then you can say, okay, you're gonna play 30 minutes, and if after 30 minutes you don't, I'll take you out, and that's it. I'm gonna rest you because listen, we have a very important game against Manchester City on Sunday. Why would I put you on this? We need you have a lot of mileage on your body. We need to rest you, and that's what I would think. That's what I would have done. Same question, Chris. What do, you, what do you think about that? You know, him playing so many minutes. How would you, as a manager, would have taken that situation? Yeah, honestly, I I think the the best way is is start someone. Yeah, because I mean, you're playing. I think it's like let's be honest, right? Are Leicester and Man United going to catch up to Man City this season? <laughs> Most likely not, right? And so you should focus more on the bigger games so that you don't drop points, so you don't, you know, get out of the top four. Um, so you start a couple of other players, right? Um, but I think that's their issue, too. They don't really have anyone else. They don't have anyone that, like, if those guys... Well, what, what's up with Donny Van de Beek, you know? Like, play him, you know? I don't know. Put someone in there, for, you know, for, for Bruno Fernandes. You got Van de Beek. Uh, and and that's more the issue too is um, you're most likely not going to catch them. You know they're they're 15 points clear now. Uh, Man City is from both Man United and what 16 out of Leicester. So it's like let's play focus. For, play for second and third. Yes, play for second and third. You know, <laughs> play for the Europa League that you're still in, and right. you know hope you know hope for the best. You know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I definitely would have kept them on the bench. Um, for the first, you know, first 45. Um, and if it's looking bad or, you know, if, if Crystal Palace is giving you a tough game, yep. it's like, okay, we can't drop points to this, you know, we can't lose this game. Right. Bruno Fernandes go in, you know, say, give yeah, give a little boost, some creativity, some right. some something, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this just shouldn't have been a game that he should have played the full 90 minutes or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, what was crazy, too, was that they were tied, right, and nothing was going on. And they took out, I can't believe, I can't remember if it was Fred or, or Matic, but they put in uh, Scott McTominay, right? Like, if you're playing to win the game, why are you going to put in another center defensive mid for a center defensive mid? You know, And you're knowing that Crystal Palace has not been dangerous all game. It just yeah. made no sense. Yeah, and some of the tactics that these coaches do is just uh, a little confusing sometimes, you know? Yeah. Obviously, we never play, prof- we never play, you know, coach professionally or any of that stuff. So it's a little, but... I mean, I mean, when you coach, you know, any team, I think your main objective should be like, hey, what are we? Are we are are we here to win, or are we here just to kind of stay in the, the top four? You have to have an objective, and based on that, right. then you when you play and the situations present themselves, you'd be like, okay, we're here to win this game. Let's go ahead and and win, or you know, if we're gonna lo- if we lose, hey, but at least we try, so that way our fans know, hey. We're not quitters, or we're not, you know, just gonna put park the bus. We're gonna hate, you know, especially Manchester United. It's a big club. You don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you should not be losing or tying these type of games, you know. So, I don't know. I think it's just sometimes the tactics that some of the coaches use is I'm like uh, questionable, you know. So I'm just 
I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. It was a good conversation about the Prem. Um, yeah, you know, they got big games coming up. So we'll see how this how the Prem shapes up because we got some exciting predictions coming up later on the podcast. Y'all want to stay tuned to that. It's going to be epic. We're going to have another special guest come to make predictions. So stay tuned. We'll have those on the way at the end of the podcast. Um, now we're going to switch it up. Serie A. There were some really, really big games that happened. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot, forgot. I forgot. Switching it up, man. My bad. I forgot one, the biggest game, but I thought it was some of the boring, one of the oh, boring yeah. game. It was Chelsea versus Liverpool, which Christian got it right. Yeah, buddy. He got it right. <laughs> Congrats, bro. Thank we you, both got you. one right. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea versus <laughs> Liverpool. Um, 1-0 to Chelsea, Mason Mount scoring. Um, yeah, Liverpool just looked, I don't know what's going on with them. Five straight losses at home. That's yeah. never happened in their history. Yeah. They just look... They're vulnerable to everything. You can Manchester City can beat them with passing and possession, and you can beat this game. Chelsea showed they can beat them on the counter because all Chelsea was really doing that entire game was just lobbing it to um, to Werner or Mount. They're just running on running on the ball, getting it, and just going after the center backs. Yeah, and that's what happened in the goal. You know, Conte put a great ball over the top to to uh, Mason Mount, and he. Took on Fabinho with ease, you know, wow. and there were like two. I think there were two other defenders that were like in the box, just marking space. And Mason Mount takes it on his right foot, strikes for the far post, bottom corner, great finish. But yeah, it's gonna be a lot better. Um, Fabinho obviously can't really keep up with him because so much pace. But at least someone else. It was it. They had so many defenders in the box. You know, someone come out and press or something. You know, it made no sense. Yeah, it really, it made no sense to me. Um, Dad, I want to get your opinion on what's going on. Managerially with this Liverpool squad, how like what's going on with them? Um, well, I think um, the main the main thing that I see is that uh, is their uh, their belief somehow they lost that. Yeah, and their this club is a club that obviously it took them like what nineteen years to win a title, right? Uh, the Premier. So they, I mean, if you see them when they play against Barcelona, as an example, last year. Their, their fans are the ones who just kind of like gives them a boost. It's like, I mean, they play like differently. And without the fans, they're just a completely different team. They're not the same. And I think this is one of the clubs that I've seen that, I don't know, I, when they don't, when they're not in front of their fans, they just a completely different team. I mean, they're pretty much the same players. Nothing changed. I, yeah. mean, there's, I mean, they lost obviously their best defender. But besides that, I mean... I mean, I don't see. I mean, the forwards are still the same three forwards. They yeah. scored all. They were scoring all the goals yesterday, last year, right? And now this year, they're like they can't hit anything. Yeah, they've lost like Van Dyke and Henderson, but yeah. yeah but on. I mean, you're telling me. I mean, you didn't use them that much last year. They didn't score. I mean, they maybe on set pieces, maybe they scored a few, but most of the goals were done by your three forwards right. up front, and you guys were very dominant. That killed everybody last year. I mean, you was like you won what like seven games before the season started. I mean. They win, They won with the title with seven games left. Right, right. So that was like the first time in the history and all that. So, I mean, they, I don't know. I mean, nothing changed. The only, so it's just the fans was the only thing that changed. Right. And that's the only thing I see. I mean, uh, because, and the only thing that I didn't like was when, is it Henderson, the, the, their, the, their captain? Yeah. I mean, the way he was using him, I think he, he was, he is like the horse that runs a lot in the middle. And I would have, prefer that they use him in the middle and instead of playing defense because I mean defense I mean you don't it's like I always t- teach, teach my kids like 
when you play defense, what is the most important? The ball. So you can, who cares if they have the best forwards? But if they never get the ball, it doesn't matter. You just have to press them high. And, you know, then as long as they don't get no long kicks, then you'll be fine. But that's when that Anderson is just perfect there in the middle. And playing him on the back, I think you're just doing your doing disservice to the team. And So I think overall, I mean, that's, that's what I would have done. I would have put him in the middle and then... Um, I don't know. I can't do anything about the fans, so I don't know. But what else besides that? You know, that's the only thing that would do done, and hopefully that would help them because they need some kind of a kick in the behind. Sorry. Oh, for sure. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine what their fans think right now. And yeah. you know, Anfield is like one of the toughest stadiums to play in. So yeah. just like you said, you know, it's literally it's like as if the fans are on the field with you, just like yep. overpowering. You know. Yep. And that's what. Not just only happened to Barca, it's happened to a lot of other teams too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you were just, like just to touch on what you were saying too, I think they're lacking a lot of confidence right now, um, just because the way the season's going as well. And you look at the players' uh, um, body language, it, and it just looks like yep. they mainly just going through the motions. They don't really believe anymore, like you said. So I think they are lacking a lot of confidence. That's what's obviously damaging them in the long run. So yeah, yeah in my opinion, like Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robinson. Their fullbacks look completely different from what they did last oh, yeah. year. And I'm just shocked that, you know, they're not looking, you know, we thought Liverpool was going to be this thread and contend with Man City. It turns out that's the complete opposite. Man City's just running away with it and Liverpool's just falling behind. But, hey, we'll see what happens um, in the week because Chelsea still unbeaten under Thomas Tuchel. Yes, sir. Ten straight win, ten unbeaten in ten games. They're looking good. Yeah. And they got some, you know, Especially during this time, we have very important games coming up. Yeah. They have, what, they play Liverpool, they, they face United, they face Liverpool, they face, they face Everton this week. Yeah, and they got Champions League. They got like Champions League. So it's good that they're playing well during this time. And, yeah. you know, I'm just happy Ch- Chelsea's back back on top. Yeah, and they're in fourth place right now, right? Fourth place. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. Fourth place, fourth place. And just to so say one more thing, I think Liverpool... The way they're looking, they might not even make the top four. Yeah, I think they're like in six. Six. Yeah, they're in six. So they have to be. They have to finish in fifth to be able to be at least make it to the Euro. Yeah, Europa League. <laughs> Europa League. And so. it's it's crazy too because Liverpool like, was actually in seventh. Seventh. Oh yeah. So they've got, you know, they have, they got you still have the same front uh, top three, Chelsea right behind them, Everton, West Ham, Liverpool, and you got Tottenham underneath them oh in twenty in in so. In eighth place, you got Tottenham, right? Uh-huh. And they've got 42 points, but Tottenham has a game in hand. So imagine they win that game. That puts Liverpool down to eighth. Yeah, that, and they're, they're in trouble. Yeah, I don't see them coming. I don't I don't know how... How would they be able to get into the... They would have to... A bunch of teams would have to lose, and they would have no, to... No, no, but like... Uh, no, there's no tournament that they could win. They'd have to win Champions League. Yeah. That's the only way. They have to win Champions League in order to get into the Champions League again. <laughs> that would and be kind of they're crazy. losing... No, no, they no, they beat Leipzig. Leipzig. They're beating Leipzig barely. Because I mean, remember, they lucky two 0 Yeah, two lucky. Yeah, two free giveaways. You know, yeah. and and from what we've seen, like imagine the next round. I don't know. They get PSG or like a Bayern or something like that. Like they're not gonna Man yeah. City. Shoot, they're not gonna hold up against these guys. You right. Know? Yeah. But, so so hey, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully that would. So that's the only option. So yeah, we'll see. We'll, how, we'll see how they play. So now, okay. now we're switching it up, and we're going to the Serie A. A lot of interesting games that happened this week. So we have Sassuolo versus Napoli tied Mm -hmm. 3-3. Crazy game. What a game. That was crazy. I was not expecting Sassuolo to put up a fight against Mm -hmm. Napoli. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with Napoli. Napoli's looking shaky this season. Yeah. You know, they lost against um, 
Granada in Europa League. Yeah. And they lost to um, Atalanta in um, the yeah. Copa Italia. They just don't look convincing to me. They just don't look good. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on with this. <laughs> they just look inconsistent as hell. Yeah, and they uh, they started off losing this game too, uh, which is the craziest thing. Um, I think Insignia actually had a goal in the in the earlier minutes, and then they got called off for an offside. Yeah, it, did. it was a banger, by the yeah. way. But but yeah, you can't. You know, it's just. And were they the ones? Yeah, they were winning three two at the end. Mm-hmm. That was the craziest part in this game, right? They they're they're tied two uh, two in the ninetieth minute. Uh, Napoli gets awarded a PK, right? Wow, scores four minutes later in ninety fifth minute, right? Like deep in the stoppage time. Um, I forget the defender's name, but he you know tackles someone in the box. It's oh like, bro, you have the game. You're, you're winning three to two. Take the take the three points and go home, right? Right. No, they <laughs> tackles the guy in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and he was literally running out of bounds. He probably would have passed, you know, he probably was just trying to dribble down, down the byline, play, play it back into right. into a striker's foot or something. But, oh, my gosh, coming to the foul, guy uh, puts it away, game literally ends right after that, 3-3. So, wow. Yeah, like, literally, I don't know what's wrong with Napoli this season. They're just looking, I don't know, they're in si- they're in six outside of Euro- uh, Europe. Um, they just got eliminated by Garanda. They're, they might not even win a... You know, they might not even make Europe next year. Yeah. So that's crazy, just in my opinion. And I don't know what's going on with Catuso and his team. They're just looking not good. Blech. They're looking yeah. meh. Looking very bland. Looking very bland, <laughs> very bland. But And then another crazy game that happened was Milan versus Udinese. Yeah. Udinese was winning the entire game. They won for like, what, they scored in the 67th minute? Yeah, yeah. And they kept, they kept Milan off until yeah. the defender. What is he doing? <laughs> I was that defender. I don't know why this man had his hand all the way up in the air while wow. you're jumping. Yeah, it all just the way he stretched out, bro. Like he was playing basketball. He thought, yeah. <laughs> just trying to get the rebound. It's like, bro, what are we doing? Literally jumped up, touched it with his hand, and they did a penalty. Last kick of the game, and they tied one. Yeah, Kessie, wow. yeah, ended up scoring it. But the crazy thing too, Lienes's goal was super lucky. It's just so. It weird. was weird. Yeah, like. Um, the the player uh, I forget his name uh, Bikal sorry he ended up heading it right and it was this soft header and like a player gets in the way and then literally just goes by Donnarumma he's like trying to react but just way too slow to react and it just goes right by him yeah. but what's crazy too remember uh, Udinese almost went up 2-0 mm-hmm. and Romagnoli had the had the um, the save off the line yeah it was crazy so. yo I was like yo that's man he literally had the entire goal oh yeah and he blasted right straight at him right <laughs> Like, bro, you could get a guy in the corner, no one would have touched it. Right in the middle of Romagnoli's standing, and he ends up clearing it. I mean, it was a great, it was a great clearance, you know. I, I really appreciate that as a defender, but, like, bro, like... Literally uh, just straight at straight at Romagnoli. And I don't understand why... I don't know what's going on with Milan. Inconsistent. Very. Very inconsistent. You know, they beat Roma last, you know, during the weekend, and then you tie against Udinese. Yeah, Barely. they so good against Roma, too. Very good against Roma. And then y'all... Go and do this performance against Udinese. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I think they just play to the level of the of the team. Yeah, play. and literally. that is I noticed about that because remember, like what is it like um, about a month ago they were, were like they were like in first place or something, mm-hmm. or, or six weeks ago they were in first place. They looked like really good, and then um, their forward got hurt. What's his name? Um, Ibra. Ibra got hurt, and then after that. Yeah, they haven't been the same after that, and yeah. it's like they just been losing points against teams that they normally were winning before, and so I don't know. I just don't see them 
they might not, you know, even make it. They might, you know, they're going to continue dropping points, and right. the other teams that are like Juventus and the other teams are going to start getting further ahead from them. So, yeah, and and, and Ibra's a legend also, but like you can't be relying on a guy that's almost forty years old now. Know. Like, come <laughs> on, <Yeah. laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, you can't be relying on him solely. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, obviously he's not the only person doing that, but for him to be putting up those numbers at that age, incredible. But still, there's got to be other guys that need to step up, correct? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. And then another game, um, Inter winning again against Parma, 2-1. to one. Alexis Sanchez scoring two. Had the brace. The brace. Oh, yeah. Alexis Sanchez looking fantastic. Getting looking good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he left uh, Man United where he was, sorry, but trash. <laughs> And yeah, he's you know picking up his form and Inter looks good. Yeah, it looks good. They're Milan top of the table still. You know they just keep the main takeaway from the Serie A is that all the major teams essentially won besides Napoli. So it's getting tight in that in the top half of the table. You know Milan. You know if you look at the standings, Milan's in first place with fifty nine. Uh, Inter Milan, sorry. Milan, every time <laughs> Inter. Inter Milan is ahead with fifty nine points. Uh, AC Milan fifty three. Juventus they have a game in hand, but they're at forty nine. Right. Atlanta with twenty five also at forty nine. Roma at forty seven. Uh, Napoli. Napoli the only team that dropped points uh, still six plays with forty four. And then Lazio in seventh with uh, forty three. So it's very tight at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of separation. That's you know. That separates these clubs, and it's just going to be interesting to see how this turns out. Right, and it's even better for Inter that Milan uh, drop points, and they open up that gap to six points. So mm-hmm. great for them if they just keep this great form. You know, Lukaku's been amazing. Um, yeah, he uh, obviously this game he had a few chances that on you know any any other any other day he would have put away, but that assist for Sanchez's second goal that was nice. Yeah, typical Lukaku. You give him, you know. He has so much pace and so much power. Just goes right by you guys, and he played a perfect pass. And that's what I like about him too. He's, like, he's actually a good passer of the ball. And Man United, he was not doing that. You know, like his <laughs> touch was off, and do like he never played soccer in his life. Wow. But Inter, he's been spectacular, and him and Martinez and Martinez almost came when he when he I think I believe he came in for Alexis. Um, he almost had a goal with his second touch of the game. So wow. these guys are looking good, looking strong, and and. I would like to see them win City, yeah, to be honest with you. I, I do want that. I, yeah. want a, I want a different, you know, skip that to winner. Right, right. I agree. And uh, at first, I, I didn't mind seeing... I, I, at first, I was like, okay, Milan might win this with almost 40-year-old Zlatan, but it looks like they're they're not going to... I don't see them winning it. I think Inter's going to run away with it. Yeah. Um, as long as they keep winning and don't drop points, because they're obviously, like we've been saying, they're the only team or the only... Um, leader in you know the biggest leagues that isn't playing in uh, in Europe right now so so good for them the only thing they got to focus on is Serie A and uh, that's good yeah they might win a trophy yeah they (laughs) might win they might win so switch it up going to the biggest headline that happened this entire week and us as Barcelona fans we were screaming I was oh my god I'm still buzzing that literally I see Instagram posts and I'm still getting that same feeling. Uh-oh. I'm like Messi jumping up and when, when Messi scored yeah. PK sco- Messi reaction when PK scored the header, he was just jumping. I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> this it. is fantastic. So we're talking about Barcelona versus Sevilla, and Barcelona beating Sevilla three nil in overtime. Christian and I both got this game right, so <laughs> that's two. He got two of the three big games right. So 
I said PKs, but you, you said know, PKs. But I'll take it. He, 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 his initial prediction was overtime. So right, you're right. initially it was overtime. Sadly, and I then, took. And then you took my prediction, but obviously I wouldn't say you took it. We, we had the same. We idea. had the same idea. We, yeah, yeah, we had yeah. the same idea. But what it was? Wow, what a game! It was. There was. There's so many storylines you can talk about in this game, Love and we're going to talk about every single one. First off, Barca. Dad, give me your analysis of how Barca played. Wow. I mean, it's a typical Barca, right? They dominated. And, I mean, it was just, I think Sevilla, I give, uh, obviously, I give credit a lot to, to Barcelona because when they played during the week on the regular season, they beat him 2 nothing, and their coach did not learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about, I mean, I think Barcelona, that coach from Barcelona is learning that, hey, when they lost to PSG, how did they lose? They lost because they were high pressing and then with the speed on the top. So then they used the same philosophy on on, on Sevilla right. and and uh, we score a goal. Messi passes the ball to um, Dembele. Dembele. That <laughs> <laughs> was pronounced no. So so Dembele gets it. Boom! Two touch. Bang! You know, awesome goal. And then he also almost had the same. You know, he scored again in, in the in the. Copa the Copa del Rey. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, I think the coaches is, is learning and he, and the players are adapting to his style and I think, you know, it helped them. I think they dominated most of the game. Uh, they oh, yeah. had more chances and everything. So I think just the coach from Barcelona outcoached the coach from Sevilla. Yeah. And, they, you know, just, it's like, I, just doesn't make any sense how you take the same thing, you know, so. Yeah. Chris? No, yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, the crazy thing is that Barcelona did not switch up the lineup whatsoever. Right. It was literally the same 11 that they used on the weekend when they played them in La Liga. Like, <laughs> and, you know, you know Barcelona's going to dominate you, right? Right. Because they, they need the two goals, right? Right. At least to tie it up. And they were, they were at, at first, they were, they were high-pressing, right? For like the first, like, I would say three minutes, they were high-pressing Barcelona. Uh-huh. And, and luckily, they were able to contain that, but... But yeah, if, if if you're then going to sit back and then counter, why would you play Luke de Jong, who is not the fastest guy in the world, as your striker? You know, they use um, NSCD on the on the right flank. It's like, bro, you got to put NSCD at you know up top. You know, because there was plenty of times when they played Luke de Jong a couple of passes that initially looked very very dangerous. But he just didn't have the pace to get there. He was maybe like half a step uh, behind. And if that was NSCD, he could have definitely tucked those away and mm-hmm. obviously would have been a different game. But like you said, you know, um, Coleman, I think, outcoached Lopetegui for sure. And I'm glad that he did because <laughs> now we're in the final, baby. Get in there. Let's go. Yeah. Super sized. Come on. Yeah. Um, to be honest, Barcelona just outplayed Sevilla this entire game. Um, the penalty that uh, Sevilla had. One thing I don't like in football is when players complain to the ref that, oh, you fixed the game, you should have gave this and that. But Sevilla can't really say that because they had chances to put this game away. You had the penalty. Mm -hmm. You had clear chances on goal. You had some chances, but they weren't obvious chances. But you had the penalty. You could put this game away. It was 1-0. You could have easily put the game away and have Barca score two more goals they to win. Three one. They yeah, they have to score three to win. If if yeah. if Ocampos would have made that PK, Barca would have had to score three goals. 
and there's no way and that they were only like what it was only like what 10 it was like minutes? this it was like the 60 it, it was, was like, like it was like, almost almost like the 70th minute yeah, yeah. you're right it so, was right and, and the way they would you already had contained him for almost 70 minutes there's right. no way barcelona was not going to score two or three goals more right so i mean when i talked to i was talking to Aaron, we were watching the game like if they score game is over right 100%. i even walked away yeah. then i came back and they're like oh my god you stopped it i'm like oh my god okay yeah, yeah. we have a chance i was like oh so I, you know it's kind of like i was they gave us life and by them missing that yeah, goal, literally. They're, 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 you can see their morale went boop. Yeah. And then ours went like, thank you. Now yeah. we like step it up. And oh my God. I and agree. then when, uh, what is the name of that? He did that karate kick. Oh, oh, yeah. Alba. oh my God. When he hit the pose, I'm going to get off. I was like, no, no. Like, Come on. <laughs> but it was just, I don't know. You can just tell that they, obviously Barcelona had more chances. They were being the right. aggressor. And, and you, when you are the aggressor, you get rewards. And I think that was it, you know. Right. And Sevilla was just sitting on there behind. And I think that was a coach's mistake. And I think you shouldn't have, they shouldn't have done that. Right. Because, look, when Barcelona dropped back in the, in the, uh, in, um, it was in extra time, I mean, they started doing more. They put a lot of pressure on us. And we were like, oh, my God, please, please don't score. Yeah. And it was, and, uh, and they were, with, with a man and, down. And they were a man down. They were actually outnumber outplaying right. us and I'm thinking what the heck why didn't you do this before right you know but that's a coach's decision and that's the little things that I just I don't know it's just maybe some of the coaches are just very too you know very one way it's my way you know they've been coaching for so long that they're like they don't take any opinions from their assistant assistant coaches or something I'm mm -hmm. like I mean when I coached I remember I used to you know we will always talk I will talk to the coach and you know I was the assistant coach and we would just kind of Throw ideas. Hey, why don't we replace that player or put this player over here? Let's try something different. And it's just I don't know. I don't see that. Yeah. You know, in the professionals, it's very hard to see. I don't see that very often. So, I, I mean, I'm glad that we I'll coach them. No, that's where <laughs> I leave it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, Lobotegi after the game was wailing at the referee <laughs> for like a good solid five to ten minutes, yeah. just wailing at him. And um, like I said, they had the penalty. Um, what do you think about Fernando getting sent off for that red card that he had against? Um, remember when? Um, yeah, yeah, when Trincao. Trincao had that through ball. I thought it was, you know, that was stupid. It was stupid. That it's, was stupid. It's a second yellow, for yeah, sure. I mean, day. it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, obviously, Christian and I are defenders. And we, and you know, especially, I mean, when you touch somebody, you know they're going to fall. So right. why do you even, did, I mean, the, right. you had another teammate in front of them. They're so like it's not like, yeah. I know. So it's like, why do you have to touch him? I mean, the, you know you're, running, you're playing on a yellow. Right. I mean, as a coach, you say, listen, maybe I should take him out. Right. Or just, exactly. Or, yeah. or, or don't do touch him. I mean, just like, I don't know. It just was very foolish of his part. And I mean, you know, hey, like I said, they, Sevilla basically gave us the game. I mean, right. obviously, we, we obviously played well, but they did give us, obviously, they, the PK was horrible. Ticked. They kicked it horribly, right. so it was perfect. And then, obviously, them playing with 10 players, that's also helped us. And then, um, the questionable, you know, whether it was a hand or yeah, hit the chest, way, whatever. Yeah. I mean, so there were some questionable calls, but they did the, the, the damage themselves. We yeah. just kind of said, well, thank you, we'll take it, and that's it. Right. But, you know, right. I and, agree. Um, so I think, you know, I think obviously Barcelona played very aggressive and forward, so I think you know they deserve to win. So yeah. I'm glad yeah. that they're moving forward. Um, to be honest, yeah, that second yellow, it was pretty soft, but I mean he sold it brilliantly, you know. Yeah. And that's what attackers do, like you were yeah. saying, you know. Yeah. And 
maybe he was just tired, fatigued or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You know, tired when you're, you have a tired mind, you make dumb, you know, foolish decisions. <laughs> Happens all the time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, bro, like, yeah, he had a defender and another guy that was closing down. There's no need to touch him. Yeah, you know? he's not going to go anywhere. I mean, if, honestly, it's not going to beat three of you guys right there. It's not like Smessy or something. You if know? you're the like, last defender, and if it's outside the, the 18, I'm cool with that all yeah. day. And if he beats you with pace, screw it. Out right. to the box, pull him down right. 100%. But, bro, yeah. you had two, you had one, maybe questionably two defenders right there that were going to help you out, right? Yeah. And he got him sent off, and thank God for <laughs> PK, man, with that brilliant, brilliant header. And thank God for... Griezmann again for getting by uh, Theo Carlos with ease and playing that ball right to his head. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And thank God for Sevilla, the defender. The, he should have let the ball go. Yeah, it was what is he be, doing? He was supposed to go to a corner. It would have yeah. been a corner, but yeah. hey, you have time to regroup. Instead, 100%. oh, let me just kick it out and right, like let maybe 10 yards right. and kick it right to the art player. And then, then I'm going to go attack him and he does a little fake and you're like, oops, you right. jump. And then he just crosses, and I'm like, what the heck? I mean, it just, those are the little things that I was saying, that they, right. Sevilla did just, I just, just fell apart, yeah. you know? It's like, hey, and so we don't, hey, we're not complaining. We're like, we'll take oh, it. We'll take it all day. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, too, is that when he headed it back, he did it blindly. I know. Like, uh, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Just like I said, yeah. they just, they, I don't know. We'll just take the game. You know, that's all we can I'll say. Take you know? it. <laughs> uh, Dembele was fantastic. Uh, that first goal was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the way that Boris was playing was great. Um, yeah, creating chances really. Um, second half, the game kind of died down a bit, but you know, obviously, it was crazy when Ter Stegen made that save, and then when like you were saying, when Jordi Alba hit the hit the crossbar, I literally had I was like, we are winning this game. I was like, There's no way, They're, we're not just gonna save a PK and hit the bar, you right. know, a few minutes after that for us to not advance or at least tie this game. And then anything. It was just it was it was uh, what is the word? Uh, it was. It was just meant to be, you know, one of those yeah, like, you know, it's be. one of those like, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. It's just right. a matter yeah, of exactly. time. <laughs> the magic of the cup, baby. There you yeah. go. The magic of the cup, magic of the Love cup. It. But yeah, yeah. I, what was crazy, um, also, oh, I had a, had a thought. Uh, what was it? Um, yeah, Sevilla, they just, yo, I've looked up a stat. Sevilla, in the two games they faced against Barca, had a grand total of five shots on target. In both games? In both games. Oh, both right. games combined, they had five shots on target. Zero goals. <laughs> Zero goals. <laughs> we beat him two nothing and three nothing. <laughs> it's like oh, oh it was in the last two games. Last two games. Oh wow. If you combine both, they had two shots on target on um on the weekend. Wow. And they had three shots on target during this game. So they Jesus. had they had a grand total of five shots on target in two games yeah. against Barcelona. Which is crazy because they cooked us the first leg. I know. I mean, we were talking when they beat us yeah. uh, two nothing over there uh, on the first leg. We were like, oh my God, what happened to Barcelona? They looked like little kids. I mean, Sevilla looked like a, a different team. I mean, they spanked us. I mean, it could, it could have been more, more than 2 nothing, but, you know, they, I mean, I give them credit. They beat the crap out of us the yeah. first game. But then, you know, our coach learned from it and put a, a different strategy. That's what I like about a coach like that. Hey, you learn, you make some adjustments. Hey, and, and and go for it, and that, you know it paid off. Yeah, and he so said, he said, "No one, um, no one, TT this game." <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God, he didn't put him a team. brilliant man. <laughs> it doesn't take a genius to know that. You there know? you go. There you go. That's that's facts. Yes, we're still roasting him, Titty, till this day. Nah. No matter what, um, Titty will forever be a meme on the show. I still, I still, you know, 2016 um, Titty still holds a special place in my heart. But since then, he's been. Yeah, he's fell, fallen off. Yeah, he's, <laughs> his bones turned to glass or something. That's facts. He, he's fallen off pretty hard. But, but yeah, yeah, we're just 
Barca in another final. We're glad that they're in a final. But on to the other leg, other game that happened, which was Levante versus Athletic Babao. Athletic Babao winning 2-1. So, yes, we're facing Athletic Babao again oh, in another again, final. Bro. Again. <laughs> we don't want to be reminded of the Super Cup or anything like that. Let's not talk about it. Yet. We're not going to talk about the Super Cup. Let's but talk about this first. Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about this game. But, yeah, yeah not going to lie. Levante, I thought Levante should have won this game. Yeah. They, Levante should have won this game. Yeah, they, uh, they had that first goal that was nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Roger? Yeah, Royer. <laughs> but yeah, that was a nice. Uh, it was funny. He like tried backheeling it, and like he got stuck between his legs. He took a touch, turn, scored. Right. And I was yeah. like, oh shoot, maybe Levante might win this, you know. Yeah. And then what was crazy was this was uh, when um, Bilbao equalized it mm-hmm. because I forget what player put a ball in the box, like a driven ball in the bottom. It was a it was a cross, and then Raúl Garcia ends up getting like tackled, right? But then. Um, one of the players, uh, Ben Benegueta, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was on the other side, right? They, like Raúl Garcia gets tackled, and he's there and taps it in the taps it in the goal, right? One one. But then the ref comes back and and, and, and calls the PK, and everyone's like, "Wait, screw the PK. We just yeah. scored." Yeah, you know? <laughs> advantage, advantage. Yeah, advantage. <laughs> like we're good. And then imagine if Garcia, then Garcia always you know goes up, takes the PK, tucks it away. But imagine if he would have missed, oh, right? Imagine I'm how. So, I was, I mean, that would require a VAR. Well, I don't know if they use VAR, but because, I mean, you're supposed to give, I would obviously say, you know what, it's a goal already. Hey, forget it. Let's right, yeah, right. I mean, I'm a, ref- a referee as well, so I'm like, kind of like, you know, I would just say, listen, did you want me to give you a PK or do you want the goal? I would say, goal, okay, thank you very right. much. Let's go forward, and that's it. But and, and, and it wasn't like it was like a foul that had to get checked. It was clear and blatant. Like, Rogue, I see was running, he slows down. He kind of initiates the contact, right. but the guy literally has his arms all around him and he falls, right? Oh. It's so a PK all day. Right. But, you know, the players literally a couple yards away from that taps it in, 1-1, one, one, but then the ref's like, nope, you get the PK. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked about that. I was like, I thought, I was like, I did they score? And I was like, no, it's a PK. I was like, oh, okay. Right. Uh-huh. And then really in between from the PK until the next goal from Bilbao, nothing really happened that game. Oh, dude, the second half was... Dreadful. <laughs> it was so boring. It was like... No one, re- I think both teams wanted to go to PKs after that. They're like, listen, right. we're tired. Let's just go to PKs. I felt... And- to be honest, this game felt... I had a feeling this game was going to go to PKs. But yeah, then, me too. I agree. But then that second goal from Bilbao oh. was so lucky. Deflection. Was, yeah. That deflection was mad hard. Yeah. It came off the PK. I'm not sorry. The, the post, didn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, it like hit a defender's ankle. Went up and it hit off the post and went in. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. They, I'm, I just felt like, you know. I felt bad for uh, Vil, uh, what's Levante. It called? Levante. Levante. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I guess, I don't know. Just Yeah, that's just well, great. I mean, it's going to be interesting facing Bilbao yeah. in the final because they know us. We know them. Right. We are the top. I think we have like 30 Copa del Reyes. They have like 20 something. So we're like, and they're always, they're always in the final. I know. Like, I can just think back to like even like the. The Guardiola era, you know. For whatever reason, they are always... I mean, they have won... Like I said, Barcelona's in first place right. with the number of wins, and Bilbao is second. Yeah, they're just a team that always does well in a couple of days. Like, For whatever reason, they yeah. just... they just I don't know, they, they, you're right, they perform well, and no matter who who is against them. So right. we need we need to... You know, we can't take them lightly, so... Right, as we know, because... Yeah, because that's what happened... Uh, <laughs> that's what happened in... Uh, what's it called? Super, Super Copa de España. Yeah. We were up two one. They end up scoring in stoppage time, and then that just they just had that momentum, that yeah. boost, you know. And then they ended yeah. up putting it away, and yeah. we couldn't. That was the game that Messi got sent off. 
Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Because they were beating the crap out of him. Yeah, and then he yeah. got fed up. Yeah. He tried getting around the guy. He ends up swinging yeah. his arm, yeah. hits the guy in the head. Hopefully, he's, he'll be a little more, you know, he learns from that because, you know, they're going to go after him again. Yeah. So that's their start. That's their strategy. So we need to, I think we need to play with the same way that we play Sevilla. And I think we should be able to do well. And I think what's crazy too was, uh, uh, so you know how like, this, this season's been weird, right? Uh-huh. And obviously started a bit later than, than usual okay. with with Barca. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh. <laughs> no, but, sorry. But, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, so like the, the, the new year, um, Barca's played Atlético Bilbao uh-huh. three times. Wow. They beat them twice in the league, and then they lost, you know, obviously, in the Super, Super, Cup. Super Cup. But yeah. So maybe this fourth time they were facing them. Um, we're going to give those predictions. Yeah, and they yeah. actually, I'm sorry, uh, they it. actually lost to, uh, uh, Bilbao actually knocked Barca out of Copa del Rey last year mm-hmm. in the semis. Oh, that's right. So, oh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of history there, at least like some recent history that uh, that's going to make it all, all pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's just what Barcelona wins, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the main thing that came out of this was Barcelona made it to another final. Hopefully, they can win some silverware this year. So, that's the main thing that came out of this. And it's uh, OPK's fit for it. Yeah. But so, it'll be, I mean, yes. it's in April. It's in April. So, he has time. He has time to recover. So, like a month, but, month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, on to the time everyone's been waiting for. The predictions. And, my God, there is a lot. Right. There's a lot so of good games. games. There's so many good games <laughs> on this weekend, and I when I looked at the slate, I was like, "Woo, this is gonna be good!" All right, and to welcome our special guest, it is my sister Amanda Cano, Spanning it over here. How you doing? Yo 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 yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo yo yo. That's who. That's how you're gonna start off the podcast. Yo yo. <laughs> lovely, lovely. All right, so getting started. Starting out with the three major derbies Uh-oh. that are gonna occur. All so right. the first, we're starting with the biggest one, which is the Manchester Derby, which is Man City versus Man United, and I've got some stats for everyone. So Man City has lost three of the last five league games against United, oh. So and they're playing at Man City, so you never know. But we obviously know Man City, 21 straight wins. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, City's actually cut the clean sheet in both meetings against United this season, so... You know, they tied zero zero and they beat him two nil. Beat two nil out of trap in the League Cup, right? And um, yeah, so obviously we know Man City is undefeated, and Manchester United have drawn their last three games and they're all been scoreless. Yeah. So zero zero against Sociedad, zero zero against Chelsea, and zero zero against Crystal Palace. Yay. Starting off wow. with the host with Manda. What's your prediction? Sorry, I'm the, I'm the host. The host I mean, gets the pick. Do 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 you want me to pick? I'll pick first. Yes, um, no, the host gets the pick. Yeah, you pick them. No, in, I'll pick. Yeah, I'll go. I'm gonna say three zero. Let's three? start with this. Man United is winning three zero. No, no, no. Man City is winning. Man City is winning three zero. Man City beats United three zero. Really? Like, really? Look at that. What I just wrote down here. Three zero. Hey! Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that the worst? Good job. Isn't that the worst? You know, when you have an idea, then you know, like, someone's like, what? That I'm literally like, happens, I think, every time with Aaron and I. I'm like, bro, come on. I mean, now I have to change it because I can't, I can't say the same thing that she right, said. Right, exactly. Like, okay. okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay, so my prediction is, based on the fact that Manchester United has not scored a single goal in the last three games, I believe that it's going to continue, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to lose 4 to nothing. Ooh, that's my <laughs> prediction. Aaron's prediction is going to be, you know, 
Uh, they've been just saving all their game, all their goals for this game, oh. and they're gonna do what they did at Southampton nine nil. No way, no. No, 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 no you no, go no, ahead. No. Sorry, right, my turn. So um, obviously we know Man City dominant. You know, four one against Wolves. You know, that's not Wolves. They're an okay side, but you know, um, United haven't been playing good. Now you said three, three scoreless games. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, Man City is going to win this. Clearly, I think it's going to be... Because eh, you said my score lines already. You said 3-0. Well, I was going to say mine, please. Uh, fine. Okay. I'm going to go with a 2-1. to 2-1. Oh, to one. you think low scoring? Yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... I'm going to go with something similar. I think Man United is going to score as well. You think they're going to park the bus? Um, no, I don't think Man United is going to park the bus. Um, but... I think it's going to be, you know, obviously they've been drawing, not scoring any goals, but I think they're actually going to come out this game, score one, and uh, I'm going to say 3-1, Man, uh, Man City wins 3-1. We're all, we're all giving Man City the win on this. Everyone giving Man City the win. Watch him cook Man City. <laughs> that would be funny, but they're like, oops. If that they happened. come and play perfect, and they right. per- the perfect game, and Manchester City plays horrible, and... Oops, one nothing. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, you never know. That's the game of football for y'all. Yep. So, on to the next game. We have... You want to say this one? The Classicer. The Classicer. Oh. <laughs> which is Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. Giving love to some German Bundesliga yes, games. So, some facts. Uh, Bayern Munich have lost more competitive games against Borussia Dortmund than any other club. They've lost 32 times to Borussia Dortmund in their club history. Wow. Um, yeah. So Borussia Dortmund have lost their three, their last four Bundesliga games against Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um, Bayern has scored at least four goals in each of their last five home games. Are they home? Wow. And Bayern is home. Wow. Uh, Bayern, Bayern's they have the most goals in Bundesliga, and they're unbeaten in twenty-one Bundesliga home games. Wow. So I'll go first. Um, to be honest, uh, if the only reason why I give Dortmund a slight chance is because of Erlen Holland. If Erlen Holland shows up in this game, I think Dortmund can pull off an upset. But we obviously know Bayern is a dominant European juggernaut. I say Bayern is going to win this game 3-2 because Bundesliga games can be crazy. So I'm saying 3-2 Bayern Munich. Barely. All right. All right, Chris. I'm going to go uh, something a little different, right? Uh-oh. I think if uh, if Haaland, Sancho, and Royce can have good games, I think they can surprise this Bayern team. Um, I just don't think Bayern's been a bit, been you know, been too convincing ever since they played that Club World Cup, to be honest with you. And I think, you know, if there's a team to do it, you know, this hopefully, hopefully it'll be Dortmund. <laughs> you know, so Gabby, if you listen to this, to listen, listen to this, bro, I'm going with a Dortmund win. Dortmund's gonna win two one. Two one. Amanda, your prediction. Oh lord. Um, you know, I always liked how Bayern played. I haven't really watched that much Dortmund. I haven't watched that much Dortmund actually. So I think I'm gonna go with Bayern. I think it's advantage of the home. I think the home field definitely is a different vibe. I think it's gonna win. I think Bayern's gonna win three one. Boo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess Pretty. at least me. Okay, so I think it's gonna be two to one Bayern. 
Oof. All right, I'm the lone one out on this one. Okay, Dang, okay. I, like right. I can't right. wait till the game, and I'm gonna prove it all wrong. <laughs> you know, all the bets gonna be for Christian. Christian's yeah. gonna win all the money. <laughs> all right, and on to the last major European derby, which is the Madrid derby, Atleti versus Real. So, some stats, some facts, and all that. So, Atleti have failed to win in any of the last nine La Liga games against Real Madrid. Uh, they have five draws and four losses. Um, Atletico Madrid have failed to score in the last three Madrid derbies, and the last one scored was by Antoine Griezmann yeah, in, in February of 2019. Uh, Madrid have lo- have not lost any of their three games at um, Atletico's new stadium. They've won one and drawn two. Um, Atleti have lost their last two home games, which was Chelsea and Levante. And Real Madrid have won their last three Liga away games. So, based on this, um, I'm going to hand it to Dad. You want to start first? Yep. Uh, based on those information that you provided, I think it's going to be, and which is good for Barcelona, for the, for the Liga. Yeah. Uh, we want them to tie. We want them to tie. So, I think it's going to be a tie. And it's going to be a 1-1. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Okay, Chris, you want to go? Amanda, you want to go? Amanda. Man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I don't like Real Madrid. Boo. 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 So I'm going to go with Atletico. Um, I think they're going to beat them. I'm going to go 2-1. to 2-1. to one. I think it'll be a pretty good game. I don't think you know Real Madrid has any good attacking, at least, you know, dominance. Either one of them do. So hopefully Atletico can put some away and, you know, beat up Ramos and... Uh, Who's that guy? Ramos is he playing? He's not. Uh, who's that? Uh, Rafa Varane. Casemiro? Yeah. Listen on defensive mid, Casemiro? Oh, yeah, I hate Casemiro. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> 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 Meg game or something score. Right. All right. All right, so I'll go next. Um, so both of these teams have not been playing good right. in recently. Um, uh, Real Madrid tying to uh, Real Sociedad 1-1 in the league. Um, so Atleti being... Um, who do they face? Uh, who do they face? Let's go. Uh, yeah, last game they beat him two 0 uh, Levante, isn't it? Yeah. No, uh, Villarreal. Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. Then, but that didn't look like a very convincing game from Atleti. Um, to be honest, I think it's gonna be scoreless. I think it's gonna be zero zero. Ah. Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid is gonna be zero zero. Okay. Wow. That's actually a good prediction. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, Real Madrid has not been convincing at all, especially since you know Benzema has been playing. Um. It's questionable for this game, right? So we'll see if he plays or not. But Atletico also not doing so hot ever since they lost to to, to Chelsea in, in Champions League. They've just been playing poorly. Yeah, they've been playing. Like, oh they've playing good attacking football, and then you 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 get scared and you don't want to take a risk against Chelsea, and you get punished Six for defenders. It. Yeah, like come on, yeah. boys. You gotta be so um, I would love a draw. Which is crazy because whenever this derby plays out, you know, I always want Madrid to beat. Uh, excuse me, I let to go to beat Madrid, right? Because it's always you know Barca and, and, and Madrid up at the top fighting right. for it, and Atletico is always in third or fourth. Right. Um, but the tables have turned, and uh, yeah, I want. I obviously want to see Madrid lose as always, but then for Barca, you know, I want them to get up there and and right. potentially. Win the a, league, a so draw would be helpful for us. A draw would be helpful, um, but what I will say is, Atletico win this. Um, I'm gonna say they win it 
off of a a one nil, a Luis Suarez goal. Wow. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Um, so the next game we're going to Serie A. We have Juventus versus Lazio. Both of these teams, as well, not looking convincing in my opinion. You know, Juventus, even though yes they did win midweek, uh, they tied against Verona. Um, I don't know. Pirlo's just not in con- consistent for me. Um, obviously, you know what Chiri Mobile can do, um, and you know obviously Juventus' defense has been suspect suspect in these last couple games that they've been playing. So um, I'm gonna say Juventus barely puts it out. I think it's gonna be two to one. Oof. Wow. Okay. Very low scoring games. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. low scoring. All right. Where'd you go next. I'll go. Um, I'm gonna say. Juventus and Lazio tied this one. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Okay. Okay. Wow. Hey, girl. And I'm going to say who went, who Juventus wins one of them. Okay. Fanny, you want to give a prediction on this one? or? Uh, just because I just know Ronaldo, I'll just say <laughs> Juventus wins. I'll say 2-0. Okay. 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 Right. So on to one. the next game, which is Inter Milan versus Atalanta. First place versus fourth, major implications in this game. Obviously, we know how we, Christian and I, adore Atalanta because of Duvan Zapata. Duvan, the big boy, big Duvan Zapata. Duvan Zapata. That man is a G. He is an amazing striker, and he definitely should get signed by a major club. But we percent, we we move. Um. So, Dad, you want to start off with this one? Yep. On this one, uh, I think Atalanta is their defense is really good i mean i just the few times that i've seen them they're they play really well and they put a lot of high pressure so i think if that continues uh, i will see them tying one one mm. yeah i think it's going to be a tie one one good good all right chris you want to go on next uh yeah i'll go um i think it's going to be similar styles um we'll see what happens what 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 game plan there really is because you know Inter does struggle when they try possessing and when they're not the ones sitting back and countering. So we'll see what happens, but uh, but I'll go with uh, a two nil Inter Milan win, okay. and I'm gonna say wow. they're gonna win. Juventus ties, and they uh, keep getting uh, creating that gap between them, Juventus and AC Milan. Okay, okay, I see. Um, <laughs> so obviously, I'm a big Duvan Zapata fan because. Based on this season, he's been on fire. He's been cooking this season. Is he going to be fit, do you think? I think he, he may be. Yeah. But if not, Lucas uh, Muriel, he can just replace Muriel, him. Yeah. yeah, he's nice too. But um, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a shocker. I think mm. Atalanta is going to win this game 1-0. Oh, what? Yep, I think they're going to win it 1-0. It's going to be low scoring, and then they're going to score and play defense and stop Lukaku this entire game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. But, hey, you never know. You never know. But on to the final game out of this entire predictions. Yes, this prediction has been long because there's this many good games going on. We have Chelsea versus Everton. Major implications in this game. And I will present some of the facts going into this game. So Chelsea have been unbeaten in their last 25 home Premier League games. Um, Only Leeds have... So... Out of all the teams, um, Everton has so Everton has not beaten Chelsea in the last thirty-five appearances at home. Good God! Wow! At 
the last time they beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge was in 1994. Wow. I was a year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the last time wow. Everton has beaten Chelsea. Um, Chelsea has only lost one of the last four meetings against Everton. Um, yeah, Everton's actually looking to complete the double against Chelsea, and that's going to be the first time that's ever happened. Looking to do that since 1978, 79. Wow. So, and obviously Chelsea unbeaten under Thomas Tuchel for the last ten games. Um, I'll start first. Um, obviously Everton's actually looking pretty good. Richarlison is looking like he's back in his form. Um, obviously Dominic Calvin-Lewin's getting fit again. Um, but Chelsea, I don't know. I just. Chelsea's just, I don't know. I can't really describe Chelsea words because Chelsea's just so different from what they usually play. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1 tie between them to continue Damn, their, their, their undefeated, their, continue Thomas Tune's undefeated streak on Chelsea. Right. Chris, your thoughts? Um, I was going to say the same thing. Really? But, uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say 1-1. Thomas Tuchel is going to... Because, you know, they, they have... Chelsea under Tuchel has been struggling in the final third. Mm-hmm. Been brilliant defensively and, you know, putting up some play, but nothing too creative, right? Um, I just don't think Chelsea will lose yet. And this is an important game because, you know, Chelsea's in fourth, Everson's in fifth. Only one point separates them and Everson still has a game in hand. So, okay. I'm going to say Chelsea wins 1-0. Ooh, same as same as they play against Liverpool. Yes, sir. Okay, Dad, wow. score line. Well, I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna say oh. Everton oh. is going to win, just like they did against Liverpool for the first time in like thirty years, thirty years yeah. as well. <laughs> so they're gonna break this spell. All right. And right now, Chelsea okay. is playing real well, and I think Everton, as you saw when they play against Manchester City, they held their own for most of the game. Right. So I think they'll do the same. They're gonna play part of the bus, and they play Connor, and they'll beat Chelsea. That's good. Two to one. Two to one. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Predict- I like it. Manda, prediction for this game. Yeah, I agree with my dad. I think maybe Everton might be able to do a surprise. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, I think the big man city the best. They're definitely able to hold their own and had some opportunities out there to score. Um, haven't really watched that much Chelsea play, but, you know, they're doing well. I would say maybe Everton 1-0. Just, you know, counterattack or something and get lucky and able to defend a little bit and... Hopefully pass around and and make it count, but yeah, I think it'll be one zero probably. Okay, right. okay, let's get well, it. Those are all of our predictions, and that brings us to the end of the episode. Yay. Yes, thank you sadly. to sadly. There was an excellent show. We love doing these, and we love <laughs> providing these for you. Um, thank you to our special guests. Thank you, Amanda, for making the predictions. No thank problem. you, Dad, for coming on, thank you. doing our analysis. Um, Chris, any final words you have for the special people listening to KATP and all that? As always, KATP, baby. KATP, baby. All right. Watch and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe, not yet. Sneak peek. That's a tease. Yes. You know, we have stuff coming up. gentlemen. We have stuff coming up. And make sure you follow us on Instagram. Type in Kiernos and Terza's podcast on there. And you'll find us. Yep, you'll find us on Instagram. You know, all you'll be able to follow me, follow Chris. 
and we'll keep you updated on everything so everything soccer and football. So we love y'all. Stay safe and enjoy your day and peace. Peace.